Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Rack and yak. It's time for What Mark Heard on Saturday Suckage with Mark Grody and Steve Rosenblum. Boy, everyone is stupid except me. All right, we're going to go with our new award-winning segment, What Mark Heard, with Mark Grody, who used to be on this show. Now he's on this show. Mark, what did you heard this week? Well, I heard yesterday that Matt Nagy is going to call plays. I don't know. Did, have you guys talked about that at all today or played the cut of Matt Nagy pointing out? there? He was asked straight up, are, are you going to call plays tomorrow? And he said something to the effect of, will um, – you know, I might or something. Then he quickly said, no, it's going to be Bill Lazor. But that tells me that Matt Nagy is going to call plays tomorrow, which is fine. I'm it's not going to very- call plays, no. And if I I might, if I decide to, I will. I'm not, uh, you know, but we're we're uh, we're going to let Bill go ahead and continue to do what he's been doing a great job at this whole time. You know, so we'll we'll have a little fun out there. Which is not a big deal. In fact, I, I like the idea of that, of having a little fun out there. And who cares if Matt Nagy is calling plays? But... It, it was one of the of a couple of tells to me that you know that after the Minnesota game and probably at night stories will break about Matt Nagy not being the Bears head coach anymore, as if you needed any more proof. I mean, I think that every, we've all been on this that 98% Matt Nagy is going to be out, but the little things are starting to show. There was one more thing yesterday as well. That was said, and and you may have to just be around the Bears a lot to have figured out this tell. But he, Matt Nagy, at one point was, and I know this is in score audio because I used it last night. So I don't know, maybe studs can pull it at some point in time. But the, there was Matt Nagy asked about Akeem Hicks, and when Matt Nagy has a chance to sing the plaudits, praise plays a player when he is presented with that opportunity. He usually goes on and on and on about guys, and it was just a very like short 10 second. He said nice things, but you could kind of tell that maybe there was some sort of strain between Matt Nagy and Akeem Hicks or the organization or something. At least that's what I read into, and maybe I've gone a little bit too deeply into it, but um, those are a couple of things I heard. Also, also, I, I heard Andy Dalton say a couple times yesterday that, yes, he, he really does wonder what would have happened had he not gotten hurt 
in the Cincinnati game this year. And also Dalton was asked if, if he had any interest in coming back here next year, and he certainly talked around that. Andy Dalton has no interest in Bears. And I know – and look, guys, I know that there's not a single Bears fan out there that has any sympathy for Andy Dalton because justifiably everybody wanted to see Justin Fields play. But I, I'm sure Andy Dalton um, feels like he was betrayed. You know what I mean? And he's not going to say it. Andy Dalton is a good guy. He is not somebody, he's not even probably somebody down the road who would say anything about it. But it, it had to have, pardon the expression, sucked for Andy Dalton this year. <laughs> well, and, and Mark, we were just talking about that. And, and I wonder, because um, you know Nagy's plan all along was Dalton. And, you know, that is the, hey, we need to win now. We need to win this season. And my best chance as head coach to win games, albeit not while developing our first-round draft pick, would be to have Andy Dalton play. And then, you know, he gets hurt. And then, as we were just talking about, at some point he is he is told, at least as what uh, to what Hub had reported, is that, you know, you're starting fields, not Dalton, right? I mean, so it would be. It would be, had Dalton not injured his knee, uh, I believe it was against the Bengals, how does this season look? And are we still, I mean, we're certainly, I'm sure we would have been screaming for fields at some point, win, lose, or draw, right? Yeah, well, here's what would have happened, Espo. The Bears would have been in the proverbial hunt. They'd probably be in. They'd probably be going into this game in Minnesota, and there'd be meaning in it. And there might maybe the math would be difficult. Who knows with the Bears at this point? But based on what they did last year, yeah, they probably would have gotten. Who knows? They may have gotten into the playoffs. It was Dalton or Foles this year. However, what good does that do you? We found out what good that did the Bears last year by being eight and eight. And that got him into the postseason, and that got them dismissed promptly in the postseason. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of a joke. So it, it would organizationally, it would have done nothing for the Bears. Individually, it probably would have saved Matt Nagy's job, and it probably would put Andy Dalton in a really good position to either be a starter for another team or probably happily come back to the Bears as, as a backup and just have a goodwill feeling. So I, I think that like for, for the organization's sake, and really that's what we're all here to talk about, it's, it's good that it worked out that way. But yeah, man, I, there, there's no doubt in my mind that the Bears would be in the playoff picture right now if Foles and or Dalton had played this year because as we can all see, Justin Fields has a lot of work to do. I think just I'm like everybody. I do still think there's a ton of hope for Justin Fields and I cannot wait for training camp next year to see what that looks like with Fields being the guy with a new support staff around him, with new players around him, with new assistants around him, the whole support system where it's all about Justin Fields, which it simply was not at the beginning of this year. However, Fields struggled this year, and in some cases, the Bears lost games that they probably would have won. You know, as Hub pointed out when he prefaced one of his questions to Matt Nagy in our Zoom, the Bears this year two and eight with Justin Fields, four and two with Dalton and Foles. And I know a ton goes into record mm-hmm. and quarterback record and all of that stuff. But I do think that in this case, you can read into it a little bit. Because if you're a Bears fan, if you are us, you guys all, and everybody listening right now, you all saw the games. You all saw the games. You can love Justin Fields, but you saw the games. He has work to do. That's Mark Grody. He's on this show. It is his show. He's on this show. And he's on the Score Hotline presented by... Presented hey. by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. There's this report from 
24-7 Sports via Sports Illustrated, and I'm reading it out of the New York Post. The father of Darius Clemens, a four-star wide receiver committed to Michigan, said Jim Jim Harbaugh acknowledged the possibility of making the leap to the NFL contemplating a return. Quote from Larry Clemens to 24-7 Sports, he said he'll entertain NFL opportunities. He was up front with us about that. I had Coach Harbaugh speak to my pastor. They had a good conversation. Our pastor asked him about that, and that's just the reply that he had given him. So, there you go. Jim Harbaugh is acknowledging he will entertain mm-hmm. NFL offers. Well, 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 I'll say this. Number one, of course he's going to at this point. And if it's not, and I know, look, he, he took the pay cut, so maybe he, he's burned up a little bit by that. But here's what I think. A lot of people thought that, okay, if he wins a title at Michigan, then he's definitely out of there. But if he doesn't, he's going to go back. And my thought was, no, he, he is maxed out at Michigan. They, they won the, the Big Ten title and championship game for the first time in, what, over a decade. They beat, they beat Ohio State for the first time in ever, ever, ever. They, he was the AP coach of the year this year. And then guess what happened? Jim Harbaugh hit the SEC wall. He ran into Georgia, <laughs> and when when coaches run into the SEC wall, they realize that they have gone as far as they can. And yes, Michigan could conceivably be in the national title picture, but it takes luck and absolute maximum effort. So think think Notre Dame and. And the, their head coach, whose name for some reason right at this very Brian second. Kelly. Thank you, Brian Kelly. He did, he did the same thing. He hit the SEC wall. He, he built a great thing, did Brian Kelly at Notre Dame. But then all of a sudden he realized, you know what? As good as this is, as great as Notre Dame is and everything that goes with it, what I've built, getting to a national title, I've hit, I ain't going any further. So either go to the NFL or guess what? Joined an SEC team, and that's damn what Brian Kelly did. And I think that that's why Jim Harbaugh would would think yes, NFL. And why you know why wouldn't the Bears consider that? And you know what? For me, it has nothing to do with his former bareness. Like that's cool. <laughs> I mean, it's good just because then we we could skip all of the pandering part where. If you're not associated with this organization, you're forced to hate the Packers. You're forced to <laughs> talk about, you know, bear weather and all this. Jim Harbaugh lived it. And let's face it, Jim Harbaugh did not have a great Bears career. It might have even been bad. I mean, he was, you know, when he left here, it was not on good terms. He went to the Colts. He became Captain Comeback, and that's kind of where his mm-hmm. career mm-hmm. took off. And right. he became a terrific coach at Stanford and, um, you know, out west and all and, and obviously doing what he did with San Francisco. So and he, he brings you immediate credibility to the organization. And I, I do think that if that he, I mean, how could you not consider somebody like Jim Harbaugh as head coach of the Bears if if that becomes possible? Right. And, and to me, Mark, this is, you know, he's going to make a ton of money, whether it's in the pros or in college. To me, it comes down to this. If I'm Jim Harbaugh, am I tired of dealing with college kids and recruiting and all of the stuff that goes with being a college coach versus because he's done both. Right. I mean, he's, I'm sure he has a preference. You know what? I like this better than that. Does he prefer one to the other? If I'm him, 
and I've made a ton of money in my lifetime, and I've had success at all levels, I'm going to pick the one that I love most, and I'm going to go do it, whichever one that is. Yeah, and I don't know with him. You know what I mean? Like, I would think it with him, it's almost just like, what am I in the mood for? At least that's the way his his career has felt, right? I mean, he, mm-hmm. he does does the Stanford thing. Very successful there. Very success. Then he goes to the pros, goes to San Francisco, and gets to a Super Bowl in his, what, his second year? He he And he, and he restored order, because didn't, didn't he succeed Mike Singletary? I mean, not only did he yep. go to San Francisco, but he, he followed up. Terry, who we all love here as a player, but he was again sucked as a head coach. So and and then and then he goes back to Michigan. So I, I don't know that he necessarily has a passion for either. I guess by the numbers, it would suggest that he's more of a college passionate coach. But Pete, like I said, he's he's hit the wall at Michigan. May hit, unless some SEC top tier team comes calling, it's that or the National Football League. And reportedly, the two teams that would that he'd be most interested in would be the the Oakland, the Las Vegas Raiders, and the the Chicago Bears. So, and I think it's a wash too in terms of you know his relationship with Mark Davis that that is real, that exists. His roots out west uh, for sure would would be a calling. Who doesn't love being out west weather wise? But then there's there's the the challenge of the Bears. The you got nothing to lose to come here. It can only things can go up and if you could be that hero that restores order i'll use that phrase again with the chicago bears then you have accomplished something massive so it depends on what he wants to take on but it's certainly worth monitoring and looking into do you think mark davis could top 15 dollars an hour (laughs) (laughs) coaching salary maybe for his haircut i don't know we'll have to see so i got it mark remember after thanksgiving we, we were discussing, we did the show the morning after Thanksgiving, and we were discussing Matt Nagy's comments. And I found it odd, and I brought it up, about the the way, after the, that week, the way it transpired with the report that I believe was real, that they were going to fire Nagy after the, the game in Detroit. And then it was reported, and it became a discussion, and the Bears were too dithering and paralyzed to react, and all they could do is deny it because that's what they do. Again, the arrogance of their ignorance or their ignorance or their arrogance. And I say it was never a case. It wasn't going to happen, blah, blah, blah. You're the end. uh, And then he won the game. It it took until the last second to beat a winless team. And then they, we hear Matt Nagy in the postgame about how, what a relief it is. The support he's gotten in the building and the way the players banded together and just the, all the, all the stuff you expected to hear. Near the end, he talked about, he talked about Ryan Pace and the report they, the support they received in the building. And it struck my ear as odd. He had never mentioned Ryan Pace in all of that postgame, and this was near the end. And it seemed disjointed. And what it seemed as though, as he was taking, I thought he was, taking, he was dragging the GM in with him. And now it's starting to, see, to make more sense to me. I couldn't understand why. And this whole idea of collaboration has turned into separation, it appears. And I look at Ryan Pace as a guy who was who snaked a draft pick that he wouldn't tell his head coach about. And I believe he's got that stripe in him. Maybe you need to to be a successful executive. But he wouldn't tell John Fox what he was doing to draft Mitch Trubisky, who was not John Fox's choice. So he was keeping it a secret. And there seemed to have been a growing 
separation instead of collaboration because and and a small part of this a perfect microcosm though is starting Jason Peters over Tevin Jenkins if you're doing what's best for the team you're starting the younger player you're not starting the guy who's going to go back on a boat and go fishing but Matt <laughs> Nagy is doing what he wants because he's doing what he wants because he knows he won't be able to be doing this uh, yes. after Sunday so right. I think there's a bit of snakeness going on up there with the idea that Ryan Pace could keep his job after all this failure. You think there's something to it or not? First of all, I call it de-collaboration. You know, (laughs) if there was a collaboration, there's a process going on. Again, the collaboration. Uh Yeah, the the, the de-collaboration. It's possible. Another possibility, too, is that they have been – I mean, how could – let's let's be honest here. How could Ryan Pace – not have soured on Matt Nagy to some degree, considering he he the offense hasn't worked. Let's just let's just leave it as simple as that. So, is it possible too that Ryan Pace has just been sort of disingenuously supporting his guy and talking about collaboration and talking in generalities instead of being specific about things because? Maybe Ryan Pace is disappointed in his his head coach, and it I, it does make sense what you're saying, Steve. That like that scenario is not unfathomable to think that yes, Ryan Pace maybe is just trying to protect himself, maybe trying to distance himself. But wouldn't it also make sense if he has football eyes at all that he's not pleased with the way Matt Nagy has coached this team, and like many organizations in all of sports. There is public support for somebody, but behind the scenes, it's not the same. And maybe Ryan Pace is, and maybe this is just me dreaming, maybe Ryan Pace has said to him, why did you run that play? Why did you do this? Why did you take that time out? Maybe there is actual evaluation that has gone on. And again, how in the world could they not have been disappointed with four years of mediocre to bad offense on the Chicago Bears. So even if it is snake oil salesmanship, it has been the head coach that has failed over the last four years. And I'll say one more thing about Ryan Pace, if he still is around, I don't think it matters if he's still around as long as he doesn't have control of the 53-man roster. If they do, <laughs> if they, you know, like, like look. I mean, explain in an why his head coach sucked. Well, in, in an organization, in any business, you, you find the strengths of people and you put them in positions to win. Obviously, Ryan Pace has some strengths in scouting, in the later rounds of the drafts, in building up, uh, you know, Hallis Hall, whatever the case may be. And then if they are going to, as reports have indicated, bring in a separate GM who does report to Ryan Pace in a ceremonial type of way, and that guy is there just to cross-check to make sure that that GM doesn't do anything crazy – then I don't think fans are going to care. Like, or at least that's what I'm predicting. I'm not going to try to tell fans how to feel now, but you're not going to care. You don't care right now about Kenny Williams. You don't care about John Paxson being in the, in the organization. You don't care about Crane right. Kenny being part of the Cubs organization. You don't care about any of these guys because those organizations have been just as maddening as the Bears, but they got their stuff together by bringing in people like Rick Hahn and Arturis Karnaschow 
Clovis and Theo Epstein, and it, it made you not care about who else was in the organization, and I think that that is something that is possible with the Bears as well. Yeah, Mark, uh, after listening to everything yesterday with Big Z and uh, with uh, all the talk on the station, so here is my here is my prediction. I want to get your take on this. Ted Phillips retires or is is put somewhere else, right? Ryan Pace moves into that president role, and there's your football president, right? But he does not have, exactly as you said, he's not controlling the roster anymore. We're going to hire a general manager. We're going to hire a new coach. Your new organizational structure for everyone complaining about the Bears not being football enough has a football president and a football operation underneath him uh, and that's kind of how, as as more reports come out, that's kind of just how I see this leaning. What's yeah, Mike, and I, I think that it, it also depends on who that person is that they bring in. You know, obviously it would help a ton public perception-wise if it turns out to be a familiar name and somebody with credibility behind him. But, yeah, that word, even if it's not a familiar name, if that person comes from credibility, if there is a resume that we can look at and say he did this, 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 and that, then I think everybody would take a deep breath and say, okay, business business not as usual. They are doing something differently to move the organization ahead. As you said, adding the ex- – it would, you know, obviously by definition, it would be adding an extra football voice in the room. And if that person took control, I don't think it becomes a quantity issue. It becomes a quality issue in terms of how many – football voices that they actually have but it's it's it becomes so important who that person is who the who the chief operating football person is who that czar mm-hmm. is in terms of bring yeah, you can't at this point you're, you're not gonna you, you can't take a risk you can't think outside of the box although i think i've always liked that sort of thinking in any organization where you do something creatively I think that the Bears are in a situation where they have to go for the slam dunk in, in, in no matter what that means at whatever cost that might mean. Well, you can't have a guy who's been wrong about two coaches and four quarterbacks and maybe a fifth quarterback be the Uber over everything. You just can't. I mean, it's it's just the tsunami of stupid if he is retained and he has authority over if he's going to be doing the hiring. I mean, we already seen the idiocy of Ted and George. We've seen the idiocy of two guys mesmerized by Phil Emery allowing that being allowed to make more hires. I mean, it's just if you're a Bears fan, they treat you for stupid. They play you for stupid. That's what you are. You're just going to they're going to act that way and you're going to like it or lump it. And that's it. I just we'll talk about it next week, Mark, when you're actually on your show. Now, we'll see. We'll see. I've kind of enjoyed my uh, my time away from the filth. And the suckage, so I don't know. We'll see. You know. Filth. <laughs> it's just, it's just got... a bunch of filth on Saturday mornings, I tell you. Mark, Mark, the good news is we have a new musical number that you'll be enjoying to uh, to listen to next week, uh, courtesy of, of one Julie Swika. So yep. you'll get to listen oh. to that next week. Look forward to that. We're asking. Oh, jo- wait, Jules producing the show now? What's going on? <laughs> I did that. Uh, miss a little, miss she a lot. Is one of the su- she is one of the suckage years that uh, responds yeah. to our calls for things as we as we ask for them. And 
she tweeted at us uh, a musical number that will add to your suckage montage to start your show next Saturday. So she's, you're going to be looking forward to that. She's going to be our musical co- musical producer, Brody. Yeah. Musical yeah. correspondent producer for $15 an hour, which I will not pay. <laughs> <laughs> You'll take the help, won't you, stud? And you're, you're like yeah. solo Saturday boy. Yeah, I got you. I got you. And Fair. cinnamon rolls. Okay. Um, Bye, guys. Is that it? You need anything else? What else? What else you want? What else you want to know? What here, else you want to know? Here's what I want to know. I got. I found this interesting this week, so I wanted to talk to you about it. But you're not here, so I'm going to talk to you about it because you're now here. Okay. All right. Super seventy sports <laughs> threw out this question. You know the Twitter feed, Super seventy sports, and Love it. it it's a perfect question for sports talk radio. So that's why I'm mentioning it on sports talk radio. What is the most important item on your sports bucket list? So you at home, think about it and see if our, huh. we match our studio audience. But let me tell you uh-huh. this. This was the charming thing about this posting. The first answer I saw came not from a civilian like one of us or whatever, not a random follower, but from a decorated athlete. The first response I saw came from Ferguson Jenkins, who tweeted, only one left on mine getting a statue. <laughs> that would mind that. Yeah, that's Fergie's. That's his. That's on is what the most important item on his sports bucket list. And Fergie is responding to the Super Seventy Sports question. I just love the whole idea. There's so many layers to that. So there you yes. go. Yes. So sports go. bucket list, right? You want me yeah. to get you? Can I give you mine real quick? Like? Yeah, that's why I asked. Okay, so. I got to tell you, I got to be honest with you. I think, and maybe it's just because I kept mentioning the SEC, I would like to go to like, uh, I don't know, what what's the purest college football matchup? Because I don't even really like college football, but I'd like to see, be part of the whole thing of like, a, like an Alabama-Auburn game or whatever the LSU, whatever the best college football venue is and be part of all that. Because I can't think, I know like, that's not like the obvious. Like I don't really care about the Masters and the at least going to it, or the Kentucky Derby or NASCAR or anything like that. So I'll I'll, I'll go with that. I'll go with that. Okay. And and Damn. I'll leave you with this too. Uh, the the did the podcast yesterday, the Let Me Put a List Together podcast. Oh, I, you, I didn't know will, that. That's back. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's back. It's back intermittently. And um, you guys, <laughs> on you a regular guys, intermittent basis, yeah, on a regular. No, it is pretty regular, actually. We 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 kind of stopped a little bit during Christmas and New Year's, but whatever. Um, so yesterday we did our top fifteen rock lead singers. So oh Whoa. yeah, did we have some fun with that? And I will tell you this: Eddie Vedder's not my number one. He's my number what? five. I was I'll just going to say, we already know who your number one is. That's amazing. It is not. He's number five. I'll give a couple. Dave Grohl is my number 15. Stevie Sunshine. Jim Morrison is my number 12. Mm-hmm. And I'll just give you one more random one. The combination of Von Scott and Brian Johnson oh, yeah. at, num- at number eight. So there you go. There's a little okay. a little tease for you. And I know that that'll stimulate you two because you both have rock and roll brains too. A texter suggests you might want to go to the Illinois State SIU football game if you're talking. <laughs> no, but I Southern did. Rivals. I, my nephew played in the Iowa Illinois State club hockey game in Rosemont yesterday. Oh, How about hey, that? hey, there yeah. you go. 
Club hockey. You betcha. All right. Catch it. Club hockey fever. Catch it. All right. We'll, uh, Anything else? It, no, I guess get, get away from the <laughs> go take go take a shower. Get away from the filth of <laughs> yeah, Saturday right. suckage. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go. I have to go rinse myself. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs> See you, Mark Grody. He's on this show, but he's not on the show. He was just on that show. Okay. So we'll, we're way over. We'll take a break. This Saturday suckage. We suck when it comes to keeping to a radio clock, but that's what makes this show what it is. Chicago Sports Radio <laughs> six seventy. The score. <laughs> Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast baseball is back and so is mlb.tv watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices anywhere anytime all season long follow the action live or on demand Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, all right, all right. Orderson. Indeed, the Wake and Bake Club. Wooderson is part of the Wake and Bake Club. He's some emeritus something or other. And Snoop Dogg. <laughs> He's like a founding member of some of some kind, right? He is indeed. That's Mike Esposito. I'm Steve Rosenblum. Welcome in. Welcome back. Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. And I mentioned Snoop Dogg, um, one of our potential guests, Amy Trask, the Dark Prince, the, the Dark Princess. CEO of the Raiders, hired by Al Davis. Apparently, Snoop came across Al Davis at some point, and Al Davis says, after being introduced to him, nice to meet you, Mr. Dog. (laughs) And Amy Trask said later, 
you don't call him Mr. Dog. <laughs> he's not Mr. Dog. He's Snoop. But at least he knew who he was after that. So do you have a uh, number one on your sports bucket, the most important item on your sports bucket list? So I've thought about this. Um, there are several things that I have not gotten to do that I definitely would like to do. A baseball Hall of Fame is one. I wouldn't put that at the top of the list only because it's a Hall of Fame. I could walk in there any day of the week. I just need to actually get myself to Cooperstown. I haven't done that yet. That is on the list. There are two things that I thought, and one would seem to be sacrilege as a Bears fan, but it's really not, and I'll explain why. Number one, and I'll say this because uh, I, I think just the setting and the weekend of it, and Grody actually mentioned it, to go to a Masters in person, and I'm not a, I'm not the biggest golf fan in the world, but I you know I I do the the scorecard right here on the score with Barry Cronin, and I've gotten more into it as I've gotten older, and seeing it in person in that setting. You know, no phones, no nothing on the grounds, dealing with uh, what's going on there in person. Um, I think that would be fantastic. I think it's a one-of-a-kind experience, and uh, that would be one. Uh, the other one that came to mind right away, and I was actually just talking about this with a friend uh, recently, I have never been to a football game at Lambeau Field, which by all accounts, even for Bears fans, is as cool a place as you can watch an NFL football game ever. I would like to do that. Those are those are the two that popped into my head right away when when you mentioned that question. Yeah, Lambeau Field is a thing, and and the surrounding Packer, whatever the Packernalia around it is, Packers Hall of Fame. One time I was sent up there to do a story of the the just finding Vince Lombardi, and one of them included going to. The place where the Packers offices used to be, which I think was a, a service station after that. <laughs> and that's where their offices used to be. And they uh-huh. took the office. They had, and I can't remember where I saw it, but there was a, a plexiglass enclosed office. Vince Lombardi's plexiglass enclosed office. So you have the black rotary phone and a wooden desk, and that's where Vince Lombardi was a genius. And then I went to his house. And at the house, I don't remember who the owner is. At his house, his former house, at the house where he and Marie live, is a cement. Off to the side of the cement porch is a um, drawn in the wet cement when and hardened. It's something about I love Marie or Marie and Vince. It's written in there like they were two young lovers. And hmm. I stopped and parked outside for a while, and I could see the... The curtains open and the woman goes, oh, no, somebody else is here again. (laughs) And then I found, I wish I could remember the name because it was a great place. I found a Bears bar in Alloway right across the river. The Mm -hmm. Green Bay Quarterbacks Club would meet there, but it was a Bears bar. And most prominently on the wall was that picture, that famous picture of Ditka. Uh-huh. With one uh-huh. finger extended? The finger, yep. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, walking around the sidelines on the opposite side. Uh, under On the other side, the owner of that bar had taped Royko's column from the day Michael McCaskey fired Ditka. Again, as we talk about the Lucky Sperm Club going back. Uh-huh. And, and it was Len. His first name was Len, and he was a Southside guy who moved up to Green Bay, and he started a Chicago bar. A Bears bar. 
And I love it. Yeah. So that was it. And look, Lambeau Field is great. The history there, it's unbelievable. It's just, it'll be like going to Yankee Stadium. If you want to see history, yep. go to Yankee Stadium and find a way to get to the the monuments out there. The, the, yep. It, the, Billy Crystal said he thought that's where they were all buried. <laughs> he thought Monument Park was a cemetery because oh yeah, there was there's Babe yep. Ruth, there's Gehrig, there's there's Yogi Berra, there's yeah, that's where they're all buried. That makes sense. Yep. <laughs> it's perfect. You, and you see the freeze, the famous freeze around the the the, the front um lattice work of around the upper deck of the stadium. It's so I mean it's re- it's it's historic and the way that place sounds in October, oh my god. Oh my god. Yep. And and certainly like I, we've we've been to Fenway, so I can check I check that one off my list uh, a number of years ago. Old Yankee Stadium would have been on my list. I suppose New Yankee Stadium would be great to go to too, but it's not the you know the historical uh, pull. I guess it doesn't have that all the stuff you were just talking about about going to a, a game up at Lambeau. And, and as an interesting side note, I have framed and autographed that picture you're talking about of Ditka with his. Uh, middle finger extended. Mm-hmm. I used to work way back when uh, on the production side of a TV show that Ditka used to be on. It was the Pro Football Weekly show that Hub used to do years ago. This was in the 90s. And Ditka was one of the panelists. And I had that picture and I brought it to the show one day and I asked him to sign it. I just said, hey, you know, you know, I mean, it was a very um, basic ask. I didn't do anything more than a, hey, you know, Mike, would you mind signing this for me? Without asking nothing at all, he signs your number one, Mike Ditka. Of course, of course, that it's when, so good. Yes. I love it, and that's what that's what he had a lot of practice at that. In the at another radio station, we did a season with Ditka, and we would do it Thursdays from his restaurant. And mm-hmm. during commercial breaks, there would be a line of people to get his autograph, and he would sign only if you made a donation to Miraville, and mm-hmm. if you, and. You had he had a basket right in front of him, and he'd watch. You'd made you do, and he'd sign whatever it is. And half of the items were that picture. Every yep. <laughs> everybody oh, yeah. has that picture, and they want Mike to sign it, and it's terrific. It's just terrific. So, you guys play? Do you play fan of fantasy football? And I do. I do. Trash yes. Bandit, yeah. Did you guys have you guys ever won your league? I've won. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I've won. Trying to think of the leagues I've won. Yes, yes, I've won. I, I'm in like five leagues. I've won three of them. I am nowhere near five leagues, but I have won all of them. Yes. I can't. I I can't remember what the there was a guy in the Defector who who won his fantasy league, and he took out an ad in the Daily News, congratulating himself. <laughs> On winning for the second straight year. Congratulations on the second straight year of winning this fantasy league. And I beat Sean and Reggie, who have zero titles. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> he took out an ad to congratulate himself. And I sent this to, to I, because my friend Joey Ice, the uh, frozen guy from my Trader Joe's, finished second. And he lost mostly because Buffalo's tight end sucked, and Josh Rosen didn't throw as much as he ran for TDs, and Antonio Brown is just a, a toxic piece of fecal matter 
So he finished second. I said, if you won, would you do this? He goes, no. You'd probably have to spend all of your winnings. All of your money, exactly. <laughs> It'd be worth it, ad. <laughs> It'd be worth it. I actually, it's funny you bring that up. Because so in one of my leagues, which is with several of my college friends, last year the winner, my friend Chachi, he... Chachi? Chachi is it's mm-hmm. what we call him. So he, he won, and he, he did the, the thing. Uh, oh, Blake, I'm blanking on the name of it. You know where you can get famous people to just, like, do things? Cameo. Cameo. He did a cameo. Dan Bernstein yeah. did, to do did, it, too. He did a cameo yep. with Dean Blandino, you know, the, the rules analyst for yeah. Fox, former official. official. He, so he did, the, he did a cameo with D, Dean Blandino, and Dean Blandino just roasts everyone. Like, it was so well done. <laughs> and... Roasted all the guys he, that he beat. Yeah, the- he roasted. So he, when he gets to my name, <laughs> Dean Blandino goes. He's. I think. I don't know if he did this. If my friend told him to do this, or if Dean Blandino just improv this. But he goes. He gets to my name. He goes, studs. You're not a stud. You're a loser. I'm like, it's like never in my life did I think I'd get so burned by Dean Blandino. Go. There you go. There That's you go. The rules guy. That's it. Well, anyways, he spent he spent that money on an ad. To congratulate himself. That's really that is. And I will point out I will point out your suckage, my friend, as one of our texters just uh, said as well. You had not Josh Allen, but Josh Rosen playing in your friend's fantasy lineup. Can't tell your Josh Josh Rosen does suck, so (laughs) it plays. He does. Yes. Yeah. If, if you're and if your guy was playing Josh Rosen, then yeah, he probably deserved he to lose. He would have gotten zero That's points. It. Okay. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. The best. So. The the best. The best way to do what we have done in the past, uh, although not to this extent, I've seen some of these on social media. Not the winner, but you make the person who finishes dead last either dress up or wear one of those street signs that you kind of hang over your body. And, you know, stand out in front of your sandwich boards or whatever. Right. A sandwich. A sandwich board. Board. And it says, I suck at fantasy football. And you, you hopefully costume them in some embarrassing costume and make them stand out there for an hour uh, with a sandwich board. That that is funny. It is. Didn't Spiegel do that? Didn't Spiegel have to dress desk in a sandwich board at some point and walk down State Street? I thought so. All right. Um there was a sports story to start the year that I was really touched by, and um, I want to share that. I just thought it was really a cool thing. Um, it it doesn't really suck. I don't know if that's allowed on this on these airwaves during this this period, but we're going to do it anyways. <laughs> He's Mike Esposito. I'm Steve Rosenblum, and over there is Trash Panda. And give your Twitter account address again so pe- so fellow suckageers can contribute the audio of people saying sucks that we can add to our roll call okay if you insist so it's trisler studs which at trisler at, at trisler studs or honestly if you just search i don't know actually because my name isn't adam stazinski on there right now let's see what happens no, if you search it's adam, adam don't look directly at the sun some yeah, kind of like that yeah, it's Adam. Adam that don't stare directly at the sunworm, which is a South Park joke. But anyway, <laughs> uh, getting away from the symptoms. Yeah, yeah. If so, yeah. Just Trisler studs, and if you uh, spell it, it's T R I S L E R, and studs. S T U D Z. Yeah, that's it. All right. So we need we need suckage your fellow suckage years to help us add to the suckage roll call. So any audio you've heard of. 
people saying, suck, we need to collect it and see if it can make our roll call. Julie Swike answered the call. Oh, by the way, I think I, I, think I, got, I think I got another one that I... Someone brought up Terry Boris, so I searched Boris and suck, and I found this. Finally made a list of somebody who thinks he sucks besides I do. Finally! <laughs> there is a god! Okay, we can work there with that. Go. We can work. It's not a damn good roll call without Terry Boris. That's where you go. All right. Chicago's March Radio 670, the score. I don't know what he's doing over there. Two oh six texter to the score. You got it right. This non suck story. Before we leave here today, he's Espo. He's in for Grody, who is in for Espo to start with. So that's where we are on this. So this goes back to October, the opening night of the Seattle Kraken. That was their first game. They're playing the Vancouver Canucks. Release the Kraken, or as yep. we we say in some department stores, release the Karen. We're here to see the manager. So. Vancouver Canucks assistant uh, equipment manager Brian Red Hamilton was standing by the bench, and a Seattle fan ran down to got his attention and sent him a message on on his cell phone that showed him a picture about a mole on the back of his neck. You should get it checked out. You know he's he's in the midst of all of this noise and whatever, and there you go. Well, it turns out he did get it checked out. It turns out that the the instincts of the the Seattle Kraken fan were correct. The mole on the back of his neck was a malignant melanoma. He saw doctors. He got it removed. He didn't know who saved his life, however. So he, with the Canucks, he sent out an open letter, and it was retweeted. The letter from Brian Red Hamilton. My name is Brian Red Hamilton. I'm the assistant equipment manager for the Vancouver Canucks. I'm trying to find a very special person, and I need the hockey community's help. This woman, to this woman, I am trying to find. You changed my life, and now I want to find you to say thank you very much. Problem is, I don't know who you are or where you're from. I do know that you were sitting behind the Canucks bench the night Seattle Kraken played their first ever home game. That evening, October 23rd, and the message you showed me on your cell phone will be forever etched in my brain and has made a true life-changing difference for me and my family. Your instincts your instincts were right, and that mole on the back of my neck was a malignant melanoma, and thanks to your persistence and the quick work of our doctors, it is now gone. I want you to know that this isn't about me. It's about an incredible person taking the time to notice something, notice something concerning, and then finding a way to point out during a hockey game, the chaos of a hockey game, going to a great lengths to get my attention. They got the attention. It got the attention. It was retweeted. And they identified the woman as, why am I missing her first name here? Linda Popovici. I can't find her first name. Where did they find it? Oh, this is awful. Nadia it's not Nadia Comaneci, it is. Nadia Popovici. Nadia Popovici. That's her name. So they met. They met when they're, um, the next time the teams, could, when they identified her. And the Canucks and Kraken found out that she was a medical student. She wanted to go to med school. So they gave her... A check for $10,000 
for her medical school. And I just thought, what a great story. What a wonderful story. And this came about January 1st, January 2nd. Just, it's tremendous. This woman runs down there, said, you should get that checked out, and saves this guy's life. Who knows where it would have gone. Anyways, I love that story. It doesn't suck. No, it was a great story, and I saw it like she pushes, she, you know, she holds her, basically got his attention, and because he, they're on opposite sides of the glass, right? Yeah. Holds her phone up to the glass so he can read what's on her phone, and it basically says what you said about him getting that, that he should get that checked out. So it was very, uh, it was a, a, a wonderful story, and I saw a bit of video of them finally meeting, and then I saw a video of her after they uh surprised her with the scholarship money for or the med school money whatever they called it however they called it but yeah. the, the money that they're going to give her to towards her education um and it was all great very heartwarming i i love that story I, that was wonderful and um <laughs> i also love this one i'm not we we had all of us in some way or another mourn the loss of um betty white we lost a, a genius a wonderful woman mm-hmm. just a, a tremendous talent and then somebody brought up the next point because every time right every time betty white's name trended on twitter what did you think right yeah you're always worried about that yeah sure so somebody tweeted out now that our beloved betty white is gone can the internet adopt henry winkler for real as its honorary (laughs) grandparent and shower him with love which i love that idea Yes. And and I, I love it even up. more that Henry Winkler responded to, to that tweet and said, we are all going for ice cream. Get your coats. <laughs> <laughs> so we do. I don't know who is that person now. Who's the person you fear trending, right? Who is that? Is it Henry Winkler? Is that it? I love that. We're all going for ice cream. Get your coats. I, I saw that. I saw the Henry Winkler treat and I loved it yeah. as well. Yeah. And and. You'll love to know that my wife's new ringtone is Thank You for Being a Friend, the Golden Girls theme song in and, honor of Betty White. And the multi-hued Stacy's hair color is? Uh, we're on blonde again. On blonde. There you go. That sounds like the title of a memoir. There All right. Go. We're going <laughs> to thank uh, Rich Camp- Rick Camp. He showed up at lunchtime. Mark Grody showed up on his own show. Trash Panda, Mike Esposito, everyone who... T- Suckage years, listen. Listen. Send us... Audio of Suck. Contribute to the roll call. That's it. It's an order. Next week, if nobody important listened on the score. It wouldn't have been possible if we weren't here to be told how much we suck. So kudos to you guys for sucking as bad as we do. Oh, yes. Wait Wait a minute, minute, Mr. Post. Wait, wait. Wait. Oh, yeah. That's it. Collaboration. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.